It is Monday, August 28th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by Jet Home Loans. And now, Pete Prisco's youthful ward and faithful sidekick, J.P. And welcome in. It is Jaguars Happy Hour, Monday, August 28th, and plenty to get to on the program today after preseason week three, Saturday night. The Jaguars over the Dolphins, 31-18. We'll recap the starters' performance. They play pretty well on offense, certainly. We'll uh, take a look at the roster cut coming by 4 o'clock Tuesday. That's the deadline for all NFL teams to beat a 53 players. We'll keep it real as we always do. And yes, your Fanatics fan questions coming up. We'll hear plenty from Doug Peterson. Jaguars head coach spoke today with the media as they begin the wave of cuts today. And I would guess they'll get most of them done today. We're on 1010XL, Jaguars.com, Jaguars YouTube. Tony Baselli and Pete Prisco joining us as they do each and every Monday. Good afternoon, Pete. How are you? What's up, guys? How are you? Good, Petey. Good. How you doing? T- Tony's in studio with me today. Yeah, I'm in. Uh... The season is over, thankfully. Oh gosh, was that just the worst? It's awful. It gets worse by the year, doesn't it? I mean, Pete, it's one of those things that it didn't used to bother me as much as it does now. Like no, I me really either. Like from the like from the start of. Like, training camp starts, I'm like, okay, looking forward to the preseason. Like, two seconds into preseason game one, I'm like, I'm done. Can we get to regular season football? How the hell can you evaluate anybody based on that? You can't. Oh, I think you can a little bit. I do. No, but, so, I mean, I'm talking about, like, scheme-wise. And, oh, no, and no, 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 no. There's none of that. No. No, it's no, individual no. players. That, that preseason set up to look at individuals and how they perform in certain situations. I mean, the offenses are so vanilla. I mean, defenses are vanilla. Very little blitzing. Very you know base coverages. And you're running plays in certain Miami situations you wouldn't night, in a regular year. What'd you say, Pete? Miami blitzed a little bit the other. Yeah, night. a little bit, but not much. No, no, it's it's basic, and that's why it makes it like for all these young quarterbacks. Everybody, oh, he looked good when he was out there. <laughs> He's not seeing anything. They're not doing anything to him. How the heck can you tell? Well, tell. we play one opening day, Pete, two That's weeks right. from yesterday. We uh, play uh, Anthony Richardson. I think it's – Shane Steichen's a really – and we'll talk about more about this next week, but just since you brought it up, Pete. Shane Steichen's a really good offensive coach. I don't know if people realize this, but remember everyone was so excited about Justin Herbert, his rookie year? Guess who the coordinator was and was responsible mm. for mm-hmm. that growth? Mm-hmm. Shane Steichen. Remember everyone said how great um, – um, Philly, uh, Jalen uh, Hurts was last year, and the progress he made. Guess who the offensive coordinator was? Uh, Shane Steichen. The guy is a quarterback whisperer. And talking, you talk to guys who coach with him, he is really good. And so it'll be interesting, Pete, because week one, they have all this time to prepare for it. You know they're going to throw a bunch of interesting concepts, some RPOs, like – yeah, but Tony, don't you think it's an advantage to play him in week one than play him in week five? I think it's because inv- you have time to prepare for that offense a little bit. It's, yeah, it's, it's got to be prepared for all that stuff. But Pete, I don't think you're going to know what the offense is. Yeah, fully. Yeah, it's RPOs and stuff. No, I like, know that, you know. but you're not going to know exactly what they, you know, what they're, how they're thinking about it. I think week two would be the best time to play them because now you have a week of tape. 
Yeah, but of, I think you're, you're real condensed team. in how you can prepare for him. All you got to do is go by what you think. The quarterback is like Jalen Hurts. He runs around. He moves around. They're going to move around. So go back and no, use the Eagles tape. I agree. You watch a lot of Eagles tape this week if you're uh, Caldwell. Mike Caldwell watch a lot of Eagles tape because that's who Shane Steichen is. And hmm. I that think kid can run too. By the way, you better you better yeah. not come rushing up the field all the time and you better keep him contained in there because he gets outside that's a big physical I was going to say and no uh, arm tackles either and he's not a small fellow no you know you know who it reminds me of a little bit uh Pete who does it remind you of that when I played that we always struggled with McNair Steve McNair Mm. I think I think he's even bigger than McNair well I think he's probably more athletic than McNair because McNair was a true drop back pocket quarterback but he was was so thick that if you didn't like really wrap him up he'd break it and start scrambling around and making yeah but there's thicker not as tall that's right this kid's big taller and not as thick but he's still a big giant kid well he's like 255 and he's more athletic yeah he's, like a, he's like a tight end back there playing quarterback it's unbelievable but you make him i'm a, i'm a big believer and you just make him play quarterback you know, the the first year guys, you the first couple games, you make them stand in there as best you can, keep them in there, make them play quarterback, and they're going to make mistakes. I mean, he made a ton of mistakes in Florida. He's got talent, and you know, Denny Thompson, who lives in in Jacksonville, actually works with him. Mm-hmm. Denny's done a good job with him mechanically and getting him better. But there are going to be a ton of mistakes. He's a he's a rookie quarterback. It's going to happen. So I think he, that's a big advantage for them. You talking about Denny, the quarterback whisperer? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, Denny I is. Denny. I I coached with Denny a long time ago when. Uh, Where he was the offensive coordinator at Providence. Was that who you were yelling out on the sideline? The game I went to, you you like ripped your headset off. It might have been. Maybe. It might have been ripping him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Denny was the. Uh, yeah, Denny was the. His dad was on the staff. I was <laughs> offensive line coach. Um, Denny. I mean. If you would have told me back then that Denny would be the quarterback whisperer and, and training all these NFL guys, I'd been like, really? Now, he's a good, I, he was talented back there. He knew what he was talking about, but he was just a high school coach at Providence. And uh, he, he give him credit. He's done a good job of promoting it hey, Tony, himself. He's got a good roster, football. too. It's just remember that. You know well, that as much as anybody. Pete, it's Pete, football. I, that's what I was about to say. He's done a good job of marketing because I'm not sure, <laughs> like, it's can you throw the ball? Can you read a defense? It's football. I'm with Pete on that one. Tony Baselli Offensive Line School. Do you next? <laughs> you know. Summer. You know when I be a you really can do that now. Oh, Hall of Famer Tony Baselli teaches the basics. Yeah, and the price just went up like it did for yeah. everything else. Well, and Pete, ching, all, Pete, all I'd have to do is just get one like really talented guy, and that yeah. be my guy, and then you can get all the other guys that can't play no matter what you teach them. But you have that one guy is your cornerstone. One like, five-star commit. Which yeah. who, who would have been good without me? <laughs> but right, right, <laughs> right. He's go. He's no matter what he does, he's going to be in the NFL. Yeah, no matter what. It's like oh, we're we're be, in on the kid. He worked with Baselli. Look at that. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, how about the starting offense? Two twelve-play drives. Stayed on the field. Fumbled at the goal line on the opening one, and then cashed the second to drive in. And um, you know, considering. The way it had gone for the starting offense in the preseason, the one outing they had, this is much better feeling at least um, going out of the preseason the way they they put it together, right, and stayed on the field. Yeah, I mean, I thought 
that was the most that was the biggest positive coming out of that game. I mean, they just, they looked in in a rhythm, very confident. Trevor was he had one bad throw, Miss Zay Jones, um, a little out, a little outside. But other than that, on third down, on third yeah, third down. down. Then he converted a great fourth down ball, stood in there and delivered a strike. Um, I thought he was outstanding. Uh, you know, you like kind of the play mix, very heavy on the run. I mean, listen, watching that game, it was clear that Doug Peterson was like, okay, Trevor's not getting hit. A lot of quick stuff, get it out of his hand, run the ball. But they executed. I thought the guys up front did a good job. Um, I think our tight ends are going to be a problem for defenses. Uh, I think strange. How so? Well, no, I mean, number one, Evan Ingram, you have to treat as a wide receiver if he's out there. Um, it's almost a four-wides look when he's on the field. Um, Luke Farrell. I mean, he's had a really looks, good camp. Looks, he might be the most he might be the most improved player on the team. Yeah, and a really good blocker. I think he's their their best tight end blocker. Yeah, he's a great blocker. That's what they think. Um, he's very uh, he's not. I mean, he's not a pass threat, but he's good. He understands. He knows how to find the soft spot. Sits it down. And then I think Strange is going to be a good player. Like I, I when we picked him, I was like, remember watching college tape? I'm like, ah, okay. You see him in camp, and then you watch him in the game. He's a physical kid. He's athletic. He's bigger than you think. Bigger than you think. Like Pete, I'm he's a. Like, be a. He's great blocker. I'm a believer in Strange. Like that's a guy that I kind of like. Eh, I don't know about that pick. You know, is that the right guy? Should we got someone earlier? So on and so forth. But you know, early returns, at least what I've seen in camp, give give the scouts credit. Give the coaches see, credit. I didn't, I'm with you. I didn't love the pick either. And I still don't think he's ever going to be a great receiving tight end. I think he'll be a serviceable receiving tight end. But man, that kid likes to put his head in there and block. I mean, it. And when he when he comes down the line on those wham blocks, Tony, he Ooh. goes looking for him. He's physical, and I think Pete, he's going to be a better, um, better receiver than you're giving him credit for. He, so, okay, give me give me an example. What do you think? Fifty catches, forty yeah. catches. Yeah, like. Um, He's not going to be, you know, Kelsey or Gronk or those He's guys. He's not going to be a 75 catch. No, but like they got four other playmakers. He's not going to be that. You know who, like, I think at his best, remember Austin Hooper? Yeah. I think he's a, a notch above Austin Hooper. Like a blocker like Austin Hooper, but better in the pass game. So mm-hmm. a guy who catches 50, 55 balls. Yeah. I mean, maybe. This year will probably catch – 15 to 20. I think he'll maybe. catch 10 to 10 to 15 this year, maybe yeah. 20 upside. But number one, because Evan's going to be your guy. Luke Farrell's going to be probably your number two tight end for, you know, a lot of the 12 stuff. And then you got all those weapons. There's only so many. But I'll tell you around. what, one thing they don't have to worry about anymore, and it was a problem last year the edge is blocked. When it needs to get blocked, it's getting blocked. Between Strange and, uh, and Farrell? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think. Yeah, and I think that's why you're seeing the run game being better than it has been. Remember, Tony, we talked about before the season, things that needed to happen. Block the edge, and Fortner's got to get stronger. He's gotten stronger, Yeah, and they blocked the edge. Well, and I think if you look at the last half of the season last year, um, Evan Ingram became an above-average blocker. But I mean, he got better at it. Like, yeah. he's – like, because yeah. he's – He's a willing blocker. He's a tough-minded kid. He's just not big. Um, you know, he's 255, 6'3", whatever he is. Um, but you watch him block now. He's still going to – he's going to get a – you want to – if you get a stalemate out of him on a 
four three defensive end, you're it's really fine. happy. It's fine. But when he starts work up next level, I mean, he is tenacious, and he did a really good job at the end of last year, where you could put him out. You know, you're confident with him out there, and you can run the ball past it because he's such a threat in the pass game. You, you, if he's on the field, even in a too tight situation, this is the advantage I think they have. You go in twelve personnel. The majority of the, the time, Pete and JP, that defense is going to still give you nickel because they treat him as a, a third receiver. So you're still well, get, you're going to get sub packages against twelve, which should give you an advantage running the ball. Well, here's the other part of that: when they have those guys, and I think the Bigsby fumble was an example of that. I think they were on the edge. They blocked down and they pulled Harrison out, and yep. he cracked on the running back. I mean, on the defensive back, defensive back, and opened up the hole. So. If you can crack and win, I think they did it there. Yeah. Yeah, yep. but it wasn't. It was Zay, Zay, jo- it was Zay, Zay Jones, Jones, who's one of the best yeah. blocking t- uh, receivers in the league. Yeah, Zay Jones comes down, and then they pull Harrison out. But you can do that with they do that with the tight ends now, too. Bam, look makes, at Harrison. Trucking yeah. that guy. we got to hold on to the football, though, Pete. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. But that's what I think when you have t- – now they have the tight ends who can do that, too, when they don't crack. You know, if you have a yeah, wing yeah. – uh, yeah. Ingram on the wing, and then you pull those lines. Their offensive linemen are very athletic. They can yeah. all – even the center, move. Fortner can pull. Yeah, they can move. They, they're good. They can move. Uh, we've got plenty ahead, plenty of discussion on this to come. Defense as well. Some injury updates. Doug Peterson spoke today. We'll uh, get all that coming up. Second hour, we'll have Fanatics fan questions. Yeah. We're, We're going to keep it real, it. too. We always keep it real, J.P., Always, but certainly in that one. Well, me segment. and Tony do. How about as we keep it real? We have to. We'll talk about it when we come back. How about JP? Someone taking a shot at JP Ooh. on uh, X last week. I defended you. So did my son. Appreciate it. My uh, son came to your bad. defense. That We're, was bad. That was that was that was. Uh, can I say crap? Can I say crap you on the can. radio? Well, we got to go to break. We're up against okay. it. No, we'll come back. Jags fans, if you want customized Jaguars furniture for your home, check out ZipChair.com and browse all customizable options. ZipChair, furniture for fans. It is Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans. We're finding that that is real. And, uh, you know, we also know that there's – you know, there's going to be some good football players that are going to have to be released, and it's a it's a tough tough 24 hours or so here um, and around the league. But you know, it's just a it's a credit to obviously Trent and his staff and, and the quality of athletes that and players that we've brought onto this roster and the depth that we've brought to this team. And um, you know, it's uh, it's 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 kind of that bittersweet. You know, you'd love to keep them all, but you can't, and uh, you got to make the you got to make the best decisions moving forward. Doug Peterson, of course, Jaguars head coach. Earlier today, the entire press conference on Jaguars.com and Jaguars YouTube. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick with Hall of Famer Tony Baselli and CBS Sports senior writer Pete Prisco. In studio today. Uh, it's a nice shirt, by the way, Tony. I must say. Is that Tommy Bahama? What is that? No, this is, oh, excuse me, Johnny O. Johnny O. John Osher? John, John Osher's got a shirt amazing. now? I guess. It's called Johnny O. I have a bunch of Johnny O shirts. They have good golf he, shirts. By the way, Johnny O would be the last guy, real Johnny <laughs> O would be the last guy you'd ever think would have a clothing line. If it was, the logo would be a guy with a ponytail. <sighs> God, you can't forget that. That was 30 years ago. It's Johnny O. I, don't, I think I've seen a photo of that. 
I've tried well, to I've tried to erase it from my brain. It was actually a a puny tail because it was so it was <laughs> and it was so thin and little like yeah it was like it was awful. Coughlin hated that thing. Did he really? That's funny. oh, he despised it. <laughs> Jaguars half the hour. Surprising. No, of course not. JP, let's get back. Wait, before the break, we were talking about your the the insult. They insulted you. I I don't know who they were. It was some that guy, some who person. Who cares? Let me say this: You come after one of us, you come after all of us. You know what? The it did come after all of us. He said we weren't funny. That was right. the worst part of it. Forget about JP. He said me and you weren't funny. He obviously doesn't know good comedy. Yeah. No, he doesn't. JP, mm. that was he was wrong, and you deserve to be meaner than you were, but you were too nice. Well, I appreciate that. I think I ended up blocking him later. Yeah, I mean, Pete, what are you going to do when uh, Elon turns off the blocking capability right. from point, uh, X? Pete. All those people you've blocked are going to come back to your timeline. I think he's actually going to realize that he's stupid to do it, and he'll stop it. He'll go back to do it. Do you imagine, though, if they all just were uh, admitted back into your feed awesome. or something? <laughs> Pete would have to well, wear there's, it there's again. A, uh, there's, you, can, you can mute him, though, can't you? I, I, Still? I, I don't know. I just read some article where they're going to turn off the block feature. Like, I haven't been as I, don't, I immediately thought I immediately thought of Pete because I bet you Pete has a thousand people he's blocked. Oh, more than that. I think there's a way you can find out how many people you have blocked. I'll figure it out. But. <laughs> you and Mike Silver are like the kings of blocks. You know what though? I'm not as I'm not as engaged as I used to be because no, you're not. You're quiet on uh, X now. Well, because I just want to talk football and everybody wants to start start stuff you know and i don't want to go there with any of it i just don't yeah i have zero interest in talking about politics on x no i no. Just, I just and all the problem is is like i look at my timeline that's all that's there half the time I'm like <laughs> i mean i really have zero interest in talking politics in person either well that too yeah i mean never mind the platform yeah <laughs> never mind with some guy who has or gal who has no pictures no name and just wants to just Start throwing stuff out there. No so, thanks. anyways, what I do like talking about is this football team because I am excited about this year, so, and, and we, I'm probably more excited post Saturday night. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because preseason's over. You just heard Doug talk about, yeah, you know, it's it's cut time. They're deeper than they have been in the past. They've worked to build this roster up. They're deeper at some places, okay. less depth at others. Like, there's two positions I have concerns about. Where are they? Outside backer. So, the rush guys. Mm-hmm. And corner. Those are the two. Okay, outside rush guys. I'm a little encouraged by Abdullah. From what? What did you see that – like, I have not – I he mean, had a, in a couple of games he had rushes, and I think he's still kind of feeling his way. I think there's a – a ton of athletic ability there, and he's tough. He is tough. He's not very big. He looked athletic on those interceptions. Sure, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Uh, okay, Pete, I'll ask you. How many sacks will Abdul have this year? Two. Okay. Thank you. Well, it's the, on top of the twenty-five. The other two guys are going to get. That's all he needs. Okay. Is, he's uh, to your point. He's six-one-two forty yeah. listed. Is he as good as Arden Key? No, not right now. He's is Arden's, he as good? Arden's not here. I, I'm going back to He's last year. Tennessee. That's the point. I don't know That's if you the heard. point. You, 
I'm going to agree with the guy who posted it on you. <laughs> wow, you went there already. <laughs> I agree. That didn't, that didn't take long. He already had a list of other names yeah, last yeah. week. Holy like, cow. Okay, I'm, already, I'm going I'm, I'm change. I'm, I'm going to re-post uh, my thoughts. Um, <laughs> you might have been the guy who sent it in at first. That was yeah, my, exactly. That, that was actually you. That was my burner account. Thanks um, a lot. The, uh, so, but he's not as good as Arden Key right now. I'm not no. saying he can't be, but right now. Um, is he as good as Dewan Smoot before he got the Achilles? No, Dewan Smoot was one of the better players. No, Dewan Smoot and Arden Key could go line up inside and rush from the inside. But they too. also, but Pete, my point is, they were the first line as far as rotational players at in from at the outside rushers. They were the first two. Okay, but uh, they also did a lot of stuff where they were. On I the inside. understand I mean, that, but you, yeah. Pete, this is not the mid 90s early 2000s nfl where guys played on defense every snap i mean I bruce, get it. bruce smith played every snap Derek thomas played every snap john randall i mean the i mean and not just the top end guys you know the next level michael mccrary i mean i can go down the list kevin carter they played every snap i get it and so now but today josh allen trayvon walker will play 65 to 70 percent of the snaps so it's another 30% you have to have capable backups in big moments of the game. Arden Key and Dwan Smoot were that last year for this team. And right now, you have a rookie and Abdullah, who I'm not saying can't grow into the position, but that and Chason, who in three years has three sacks and about 10 tackles. Oh, but he's good on special teams. Okay, great. Thank you. That's what I mean. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, de- I'm defending what you just said. So my point is I have a lot of concern with the depth at that position. They should trade for Travis Gibson from the Bears. He's available. How about Derek, uh, um, the Eagles guy? Um, who just, Barnett? Barnett. Derek Barnett. Hmm. Is I mean, for you're getting him for a year. Yeah, a year. In the year. Yeah. I'm just saying, I, mean, so I think you have no, so that concerns me. And then corner. Are we still settled on who's going to be the nickel? Did you, did you see anything that stood out? I mean, Trey had a nice play at the goal line, which I think he's yeah. good at that in that red zone because you don't, you don't have to, he doesn't have to worry about getting beat over the top. Yeah. Um, Greg Jr., you know. Nothing jumped out to me. Um, they used the word trust a lot last week. Who do you trust? They trust Trey Herndon, in my opinion. That's who they probably trust more. Because he's done it for well, seven he, years. You he, know he's going to be in the right place. You know he's going to be in the right spot. He understands leverage. He's a good yeah. run defender. But outside of Tyson Campbell, tell me that, like, go run down the corners that you have confidence to roll out there. I mean, you got Darius Williams, who did play better the second half. He was not good at nickel. But was it great? That was good. I mean, Darius Williams is a good football player. So, and I mean, just so like you're, height like, and weight. Like, he's not as long as Tyson Campbell. No, right? Tyson Campbell's. Darius, <laughs> Darius Williams is 5'9", 187. So. Tyson Campbell is a number one. No doubt about it. Yeah. Is Darius Williams a starter? Yes. Yeah. Do you feel fine with those two guys your outside corners yes sure so i'm not but questions at nickel it's a three-corner league now it's a so you have it's a major question at nickel nickel's a major question and then tell me the guys behind campbell and 
I think they're trying to turn those guys out, right? Well, That's why they drafted two of the last two drafts. Well, I, I think I think they're going to add a corner somewhere. Well, but the, I mean, those are like when Doug says we have more talent. I agree with that in overall. Yes, overall, I agree. At certain positions, I think we and we didn't do much in the offseason to address either of those positions. Late late round picks, that's it. Well, I mean, if you use the number one overall pick and a top ten pick on two pass rushers, Tony, it's their time. Yeah, Do it. At some point. Pete, I agree with that. They've got to develop. I, you, you agree that it shouldn't have gone out and spent on Justin Houston and uh, those I, guys. How much is it, How much is a one-year rental of Justin Houston going to cost you? I don't think he's that good anymore. I'll okay. Be okay. You're cost? better off going to get a guy like you mentioned, Barnett, or go get okay. Gibson or something. Like Gibson, that. Barnett. How about a one-year uh, deal for Frank Clark? The Broncos didn't even want him until a guy got hurt. That's when they signed him. He's done nothing the entire training camp and in preseason. They're disappointed. There's some people out there that think he should be cut. Well, if he, okay, let me ask you a question. Would you take Frank Clark right now as your number one backup? Pass if rusher I three? tell him it's January already. He hasn't played during the season. My point is, but if he only has to play 20 snaps a game, I'm just worried yeah. about the – What is that going to cost you? I don't know. I'm not saying Frank Clark. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying – What would that? Co- what would you be comfortable paying that position? Eight? You're probably going to have to pay him eight. What What do you think about Clowney? I think like Clowney – I mean, he's not – Clowney's a different player from the standpoint, Pete. He's not a pure – pass rusher he's a disruptor right. like you move him around he blitzes right. he blows things up he creates some havoc out there so that i mean they kicked the tires on it i mean you know what he got you know what he got from the ravens nothing he got a 1.3 million dollar signing bonus and a 2.5 million dollar salary yeah i guess my point is pete for that those type of dollars those type of guys i'm not asking them to be starters i'm asking them to give some veteran depth at a position we don't have any that is that. Well, you have a another first round pick who's supposed to be veteran depth. Well, he's not. Not. I mean, and I listen. I'm rooting for Caleb Vaughn. I hope he does it. I hope it like the light goes on and it's a different. I just have not seen it. Let's. Uh, no, nobody. Nobody has seen it. Where have you seen it? There's no other than when he loops around or stunts and comes clean. He's not winning. He doesn't win outside in one on one situations. Let's come back. Plenty of this ahead. We'll hear from Doug Peterson a little later on Caleb on Chazon. He was asked about him uh, today. We'll come back with a little more offensive talk as well. The start of the NFL season is just around the corner. Get your single game tickets now. Call 904-633-2000 or visit jaguars.com slash tickets. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans. You look back at our season last year. That was definitely a weaker spot for us. Is starting games slow and having to having to you know play lights out in the second half because we started slow and, and put our defense in a bind. So that's that's a big improvement. Obviously, we got to carry that over in, in two weeks when we play. Um, but yeah, that was that was awesome to see. And then even in Dallas, you know, the first game again had to turn over and started slow there. So to be able to make those improvements and just stay on schedule. I mean, it was like every play we were able to keep it you know second and five second and two whatever it was it was we never behind the chains really um and that was that was huge 
Trevor Lawrence after the game Saturday, a Jaguars win over the Dolphins in preseason week three. The Jaguars finished the preseason undefeated. Welcome back. It's Jaguars happy hour. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Vaselli, Pete Prisco coming up in the second hour. We'll have Fanatics fan questions. We'll keep it real as we always do. And that's uh, Trevor talking about the well, lack of fast starts a lot last season and, you know, Saturday night. They were out there for 12 plays, two different drives, kept it on the field, stayed ahead of the chains, did most everything right, which the, is a good The only step. time they didn't stay ahead of the chains was on the holding penalty. Yeah, they, they got the first and 20, but they got out of that. They got out of it. Outside of that. That and the only other time is, you know, um, Trevor Misson, Zay Jones, which would have been an easy uh, pickup on third and six. They end up going for it and getting it. So Trevor's exactly right. Outside of those two situations, they were they were ahead of the change the entire time. It was weird because he rushed that throw. He didn't need to. There was nobody near him. This is, you know, the one that Zay Jones that got wide on him. Yeah. But, but here, here, here's the other thing about watching him now. And Tony, you'll attest to this because you, you were one of those guys. When you know you're good, you're good. And you know it. You might have, you know, maybe halfway through last season, he had his doubts because he didn't know the offense. He was learning the offense. And then he got good at the end of last year. But I'm telling you, watching him now and the command he has of the offense and the, the way he presents himself, he knows he's good. Tony was that guy. Tony was that exact same guy. And when a guy knows he's good, then it's on from there. You go from there. And Tony, you know what I'm you know exactly what I'm talking about because you were that guy and you knew it. There wasn't it wasn't like you walked in and knew it right away. You thought that, but there's a moment in time where you know you're good. Well, I think it's just confidence, Pete, is what you're talking about. When you when you start, you know, you you start having confidence and your trust in your ability and what you see and what you're doing on the field. It allows you to play at a a different level. I mean, I, I mean, my best games, if I look throughout my career, when I was not even thinking about the technique, it was just line up, understood what I was doing. And just like, you're just, you know, they call it the zone or wherever you're just in this rhythm that you feel like, you know, this guy can't, I can do what I want. Now, every every play, I mean, the good, good players, every play is a challenge, and you have bad plays, even when you have that mindset, and Trevor will have bad plays. I mean, that's just the best do. But there is a confidence, and you can see it in Trevor, just how he approaches it. And I thought, and I think, Pete, you're probably right, there was probably, I don't know if there was doubt inside of Trevor Lawrence. I think there was a part of the process last year. I go back, and I remember last year talking about it on this show and on other shows when people were starting to question after the London game, my goodness, you would have thought people were going to jump off the the bridge, yep. um, many of one of the bridges around here, because they thought he was a bust. And, I'm like, and I said it then. I'm like, you guys are crazy. He is the dude. He is a franchise quarterback. Because I go back to his rookie year when it was all falling apart around him, and he had a poise that you don't – you can't teach. It's innate. It's who he is. He's a natural leader. He's confident. He he has supreme athletic ability. He's um, mental toughness. He's smart. So, and I think it all started coming together for him. And you start having that success in the field, which he did the second half of the year. And he's coming to this year after a good offseason, command of the offense, like you said, Pete. And he's the dude. 
It's at the bottom line. He is the dude. He's the dude. That's who he is. He's going to be the MVP. You called that already. You, I think you locked that, Pete. I did lock that. He's going to be the MVP. They are going to score 500 points this year. Well, I I got ridiculed in the offseason. I said this would be the most um, potent, best offense in the history of this franchise. And everyone's like, oh, what about when you were here and Fred and Jimmy and Keenan? I'm saying I'm not saying they have the best players on offense this franchise has right. ever had. I'm saying this is going to be the best offense as far as production, scoring points. Now, some of that's just due to the era that we're playing in. I mean, it was that's a completely different, different era. Yeah. But the, the, they have a great play caller. Uh, and Doug Peterson and uh, Press Taylor, who both of them kind of do it together. Great design of plays. They have one of the best offensive line coaches in Phil Rauscher. So the coaching position, Chad Hall, I think, was in addition. At the wide receivers done a great job with those guys. Then you have a guy in Trevor, and I love my – Mark Brunel's my best friend, but Trevor will be the best – at the end of this year, I think everyone will say Trevor's the best quarterback to ever wear a Jaguars jersey. And, I, and on the air, I said, this is the first time since Mark Brunel was here – where you trust the guy playing quarterback. Like, there's no questions. Like, he's no. the guy. Like, back when Mark was here, and Pete, you covered the team, like, there was no questions. It was like, yeah, we Mark's our franchise quarterback. He's the guy. Were there questions around um, Byron? And yes. Yes, all of them. David, all, everyone. Gerard, Gerard, the Gabbert, Bortles. Yeah. I knew Bortles, yeah. Um, but – does Mark know you say that about Trevor? <laughs> I, I think Mark says it. Mark's right. I Look, mean, no. I, I love Mark, too. I covered him. I love him. I, I, I love seeing him and talking to him and everything else. But by the end of this year, Mark Burnell will be number two. And I'm not – I am not. I love Mark, and he's a great player. And Mark would even be better if he was would have been allowed to play in this era or they yes. let him play the, to his strengths back when – because back then – Everyone used to, you know, yell at Mark for getting out of the pocket, running yeah. around. And I remember, like, all he would do is win games and make plays. Yeah. Now and, they're designing and, offenses and around And now, that. if he played in this system, this wide open, yeah. he would have been, they'd be like. What was Mark's career touchdown high? 25? 20. Wasn't it? Yeah. 20. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. When you talk about this offense, on paper, compared to that offense, it's not better. Trevor's better. Your line back then was much better. Your I would, would you say your our, our guards and center are better? Are, I mean, oh uh, no, Wydell used to stand up all the time, so no, he didn't count. <laughs> my, my point is, Fortner would be better than we, what we had, and Brandon Sheriff is better than what we had. Yeah, Leon and and yourself. Now when much Zach, now Zach was Zach Weir was a good guard that in '99, the one year he played guard next to Leon. And and Tilski was a when he was at his was a good. He player. was better. Yeah, he's good. So we, I mean, offensive line, um, I'd say we're probably better at tight they, right now. Better at tight end just because the volume of the guys we have deep. Um, receiver, there's no. I mean, Calvin's is great. I would still take Jimmy Smith every day on Sunday, and twice on Sunday. Oh, Jimmy Smith. Until Calvin shows he can do what Jimmy Smith does, you would take Jimmy Smith. And as a number two slot receiver, not any better than Keenan. No, as good as Christian Kirk is in that role, he ain't better than Keenan. 
But I mean, those guys caught, look at the, the sheer volume of passes those two caught in an era when it wasn't wide open like this. In an era when you got killed going yeah, across right. the middle of the field. And Fred Taylor, that's not even a, Oh, come on. It's, uh, that's, it's, uh, look, it's not Travis Etienne's a nice player. Very good player. I love Travis. He ain't, he ain't that, not Fred. But he's he running a 4 2 8. He ain't Fred. They're in, so that offense was more talented. This one will be more prolific. Yep. And. and I mean, I, and I love Tom, and Tom was a, a great offensive mind. People don't realize that, and we had and Gilbright was a great coordinator and everything else. For me, the way Doug Peterson calls a game, me too. And a little bit that's due to the era as well, because what you're allowed to do. I mean, some of the routes they run now, you'd you you know you'd have wives of the receivers and parents of the receivers calling the head coach and saying, "Please don't let my." <laughs> Ask my son to run across the field like that. He's going to get killed. Dangerous. I mean, it was a different game. You had safeties that were like headhunters, and all the one job was to knock people out. Right. Uh, um, and you they, and you, you got him up a little bit more back down yeah, on the outside. It was and, a much and, more physical game. And Pete, you could knock people out even if they didn't get the ball thrown to them. Yeah. Right. And so, or if the ball was high, I mean, it was death. Um, but over, I mean, but this offense is so fun and i it's got i gotta imagine it is fun to play in i mean as an offensive lineman how what you're allowed to do and the very little just straight drop back and it's a lot of play action and, and you put the defense in a bind before you ever snap it um so i think this offense will go down as the best offense in the history of this franchise at the end of the year i agree and by the way we talk about real quick jp we yeah. talk about the ball coming out and getting the ball out and how easy it is for offensive linemen the rookie right tackle in Tony's error, if he made a couple blocks he did the other night in Tony's error, those were sacks. Yes. Period. They were sacks. So he, he's got talent. He's just got to get better. That was a good player he was working against. But those are the, it's a different game. The ball's out. They predetermine. Get it out. Go here. You're going here. Get the flow that way. Throw the tight end on the, on the boot the other way. It's so much easier now than those seven-step drops where Brunel would go back and pat the ball, and you guys would have to <laughs> hold up. Listen it's like, hold up. Here we go. We got to hold this ball. Mark's like, I, uh, my favorite was in the huddle. Mark would be like, okay, I need a little extra time. This is. I'm like <laughs> – how much extra is like five seconds, six? What are we doing back there? Um, yeah, I mean, to, I mean, Anton Harrison's going to be outstanding, and let's talk. Yep. To, but let's talk about Harrison and the yep. line when we get back. That's what we're because yep. I want to pick up what Pete said. Thanks, producer Tony. Appreciate it. Well, that. I'm just I listen. You it, me, it was already on the you, list. You give me okay. a little finger sign over. Yeah, the, the, saying not, wrap it not up. Not the finger. Well, the, I'm about the, to the wrap yeah. it up. Finger. That's <laughs> off give camera. Me the other one too soon. That's right. <laughs> if you're looking for the MVP of the truck game, then look no further than Ford F-150, loaded with impressive capability and designed to dominate work, play, and everything in between. This truck makes tough look easy. Your local Ford dealer, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Offensive line when we come back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans. Welcome. Welcome back. It is Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Frisco, Tony Baselli. First hour of Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans. We're on Tinted XL. AM, Jaguars.com, Jaguars YouTube, rehashing the preseason week three win for the Jags. And cut day coming up officially tomorrow. The business is underway, though, for the Jaguars. They have to have it done by 4 o'clock 
Uh, tomorrow afternoon, every team has to beat a 53 players. All right, offensive line. You mentioned Anton Harrison, Tony, but um, there's there was a lot of questions going into the game about the left side of that line. Walker Little did not play, and uh, we were told he tweaked his groin, you know, but they, as a precaution more than anything, set him out. Cam Robinson got the bulk of the snaps. It's his last chance to play for four weeks. And coming off a performance in Detroit that was uh, below average, let's say. That's what the head coach said. That's what you guys have said. Uh, how did Cam Robinson bounce back, in your opinion? Uh, he was better, much better. I thought the whole offensive line played um, well. I mean, they moved the ball. you got to give them credit. Um, you know, I think it was a bunch of quick passing game. I mean, so, you know, Pete brought it up about uh, Anton Harrison. I thought, you know, I've been really impressed with his sets and how he's done. I thought he got short on a couple sets. Now, Harrison. Harrison yeah. did, um, which means he opened up his shoulders and gave a short corner. And that could be because he thought it was three steps, so he's trying to go a little flatter and stuff. But just watching it, and Pete's right, if Trevor would have had to hold the ball at all. And Jalen Phillips is a good good football player. And he got on the edge and got close. And so that's a, it's a good learning. The good news is Trevor didn't get hit, and it's a good coaching uh, point. I, I'm not worried about Anton Harrison. Um, you mentioned Walker Little. That is concerning just from the standpoint, you, you know, for a big guy to have a tight groin or hip, I mean, a, a tight groin, I think that's what they said, mm-hmm. um, is something you never want. I, I th- but I don't think it's anything serious. Everything I'm hearing, it was precautionary, so he'll be out there. And, and Cam's going to have to go on the shelf for – and, JP, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, Repeat if you know this. I believe he can come back two weeks before yes. the suspension is over. So he suspended the first four weeks. So he has, I believe he's out of the building now, I think. Or I think he has to leave the building once cutdowns are made. Right. Because he won't be on the 53-man. So and maybe end of day tomorrow. And so at that – Four o'clock. Yeah, four o'clock. So at that point, he's away from the building for three – almost four weeks. Three and a half, four weeks before he can come back in and start practicing again. So, you know – He's a pro. Hopefully, he'll just take care of his body and be in good shape and continue to do what he needs to do. And we'll see where we sit come week five. Okay. What do you think happens? I have no idea, Pete. I really don't. Because it's, it's, it's a tough situation. Yeah, it it's a, is. It's a hard it's, decision. It's not just dependent on how Walker's playing. It's how Ben Barch is playing. It's based on injuries. Mm-hmm. You know, you, we got the rookie with a, a – shoulder that you know has caused some problems during the um during the uh preseason so how is he going to be well here's another piece of it you mentioned ben barch how did he play i thought ben played well first action i was i thought he did a good job solid he was i thought he was um much better in pass protection than he was in the run game yeah i thought again it's it's all quick yeah i thought overall i still think the question i want to see is when you get a good three technique or D lineman, and he, Ben Barsh is in space. I think that's where, if you if they can isolate him and get him in space, that's where he struggled a little bit last year. Um, but I thought his first performance after coming off a major major knee injury and missing all that time, I thought he did just fine. I thought he did a good job. I thought Sheriff was good the other night. 
Yeah, he's a he's a veteran. He's a pro. No when, if he's healthy, and that's always been the book on him, you know, he's got to stay on the field. But when he's healthy, he stayed on the field last year amazingly because he pl- fought through that injury. But he's got to stay healthy because he's a good player when he's healthy. Yep, and I think Fortner's gotten stronger this year. And done a good yeah, there job. was one play, Tony, and you, you'll remember this. I think it was a, a, a short run where Fortner made his block initially and the guy came off. Came and, off and late. Maybe- yeah, and got and got Bigsby, and Bigsby kind of went into him, and he yep. and he pounced it out. But that one, th- those that's still stuff that Fortner's got to get used to, get better at, is staying there, hold it, hold it, hold it. You won it, you made the block. Now stay there and continue it. Yeah, it's just finishing finishing the play. A little late leakage is never good. Um, and listen, yeah. yeah, you're right. Luke's a Luke's a tall, big guy for a center, and I think. His challenge is always going to be when you have that zero head-up nose kind of, you know, those are big, strong, usually squattier men, and Luke's a long center. And so he's have to really work on this leverage, and, and that's where he needs to get stronger. And he's looked, he's looked better in, so far in camp and preseason games. And I think He's athletic, he, too. Yeah, he's great because he can pull. He can do so many different things. And he gets out and gets to the second level. He does a good job. I think he actually made a tackle the other day because the linebacker pushed him into Bigsby on one play, and he ended up making the tackle. (laughs) Do you remember that run? He got hammered because he's pulling around the left side, and he saw the backer coming inside out late, and the backer knocked him off his feet and kind of threw him. And (laughs) Bigsby wouldn't have got tackled just by that. He was getting tackled, but uh, Fortner was in the area. Let's put it that way. By the way, by the way. That's Harrison supposed to get out on that back and got out on that backer and didn't keep himself on that backer. If you go back and watch that play, which tells you he's athletic enough to get to him. And then he's another one. It just has to learn that it it's not college. You got to hold that thing. Yep. You got to finish. Finishing is important. All right. Who are your swing guys right now, Tony? Hans. Oh, gosh. It's, I think Hans is on the roster. The big question is, is Tyler Shatley. Yeah. I mean, it's a big question. You had the AFib event. He apparently uh, is eligible to come practice this week. And yeah, he's, find off the, he's off the blood Full thinners. participant, Doug said today. And I so guess, if he's a full participant, he stays. But I guess here's the question, Pete, and I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. I mean, is this something they need to worry about coming back, is AFib? Or is it a one-time event that you can manage? Um, I just don't know because if, based on the protocols that he just went through, is you have an AFib and – and having family members who had that, you go on the blood thinners and then you can't play for a period of time. I just don't know kind of as you think about him being that swing guy, center guard, mm-hmm. how, you know, Doug and, and Trent are thinking about that with the AFib. I'm sure they're talking to doctors and understanding kind of what what it looks like and, and you know, so on and so forth. But if he's, so, if he's clear, if he's clear, he's going to be on the roster. I would think so because he, he gives you so much flexibility. Both, you know, can play either guard, center. Um, so I think so. Uh, Josh Wells will not. I think I think they end up probably doing an injury settlement with Josh Wells, um, where they can bring him back if they need to. So it'll be interesting. Plenty ahead, plenty more on the offensive line. We'll uh, hear Doug Peterson from his press conference a little bit uh, earlier today discussing the pass rush. And the second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour is coming up with Fanatics fan questions. We're going to keep it real as we always do. The first hour of Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network.
twofold, right? You're, you're cutting your roster down. You're getting to the through 53 and then the 16, in our case, 17 with, with IO, you know, practice squad players. And um, you, you don't want to go backwards. You don't want to, like, you know, not push, right, from a, from a practice standpoint and all that. Yes, it is a way to kind of recharge, and you don't have the intensity of, of practicing and, and getting ready for a game this week. But at the same time, I want to maintain, you know, um, the, the 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 sense of urgency, you know, as we head into the, the first week of the regular season. Of course, that's head coach Doug Peterson earlier today discussing the week ahead for the Jaguars. And welcome back. It's hour two of Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli, Pete Prisco. The Jaguars wrapped the preseason with a win over the Dolphins Saturday, 31-18 the final. Starting offense put together two 12-play drives and left the game. The Jags ran the ball pretty well. The only blemish, the goal line lost fumble by rookie running back Tank Bigsby. C.J. Bethard came in, played pretty well with the second team also. The Jags defense overall pretty good. Decent against the run on the interior. They let one outside get away early. Two interceptions from the Jags defense. Eric Hallett and Yasir Abdullah with the picks. And now it's on to the roster cuts. Tuesday, 4 p.m. is the deadline down to 53. The Jaguars have three practices on the schedule this week, as of right now at least, with a hurricane looming. Uh, and then they're off Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by Mr. Chubby's Wings. And, Tony, um, you're here in person for the first time in a little while, which is great. Yes. So you have, you're about to find out, and you might not ever miss again because Mr. Chubby's Wings brings in food each Monday for our staff out here. Really? Yes. Oh, that's nice. So we may not Pete, see Tony much this second hour because he's going to be out there scarfing wings. No, Tony no, no. Tony doesn't eat anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be healthy. And I love wings. I'm not saying they're unhealthy, but I'm, I have dinner tonight with my son. And so I probably should not eat two dinners. That would not be good for my... Uh, it's been done before. It has been, and it led to me being very heavy very fat when you go okay tony when you go on the road now because you used to be a big dine out guy with the mm, fellas yeah. uh what is that like now I'll, I'll still go out i i have no problem you know a good steakhouse and you know what my philosophy pete has been with this uh little weight loss journey that i've been on and health journey is like if you go too extreme it's not sustainable so like I'll go out with my wife. We'll have a good meal. I just, instead of getting the, you know, the bone-in ribeye tomahawk or whatever. <laughs> you get the petite filet. And like eight sides and a dessert <laughs> and, you know, everything else that goes with it. You know, just get a salad, you know, one side, some veggies, you know, and a filet. Not a petite. This is normal oh, filet. Oh, the big filet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's not going to hurt you. It's just, just being smart. And every once in a while, I have dessert, too. Wow. You're not going to go any lower, I hope. No, I'm staying right where I am. Yeah. Maybe gain a few pounds. I don't know. <laughs> really? Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to be overly worried if I gain yeah. five or lose five or gain ten or lose. I'm just staying in this general kind of a five to ten buffer either way. You still on the push-up kick? Yeah, I've been doing push-ups. Uh, 240 will be done today. 
239 yesterday. What number are you at well, right now today? With I've that done, head, that's like benching 500 every time you do it. It is. It's, it's hard. It's um, a whiplash. I've, I've done 120 today so far. 120 so far. And he's knocking them out during commercials, Pete. Uh, I did my sprints today over at the field. I go run my sprints, which everybody hates because too old for it, but I do it anyways. I would pay money to watch you sprinting. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sprinting to time myself. I, I, I don't want to time you. I just want to watch you like weeble wobble. What are you talking about? No, no. He's explosive. Like Tony. an old man. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm his, an old man. Athlete. With those short legs, his, stride, his strides are like six inches. Quick twitch he's is like, not in the vocabulary. Yes, like little six-inch uh, strides. <laughs> What was the what was the the defensive back who picked up the fumble that you claw you were cl- being Artra- a big giant claw trying to catch? I caught him too. Don't yeah, forget that, did. Pete. Artrell, uh, Artrell, Artrell uh, Hawkins. No, yeah. I'm talking about the one in, in New England. Oh, I gave up on that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, look. I'm 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 going to be 63 in October. So when I go sprint, do I sprint like uh, Usain Bolt? No. All right. Hey, uh, cut day is tomorrow. The uh, process is beginning today for the Jaguars. All the teams have to beat a 53 by four o'clock. That's what's next, and then uh, we'll see. We just heard Doug there talking about uh, the practices, balancing that, not working too hard, resting a little bit. Still trying to stay at it. With the hurricane looming, you never know. Wednesday could be washed out um, with with everything that could happen weatherwise that day here. So we got to keep an eye. Is it going to be? Is it going to be? Give a couple more days off. Is it going to be a hurricane when it gets here, or is it going to be a tropical uh, no. storm? The track I saw is that it could be a. Is now I'm no meteorologist. I'm just reading what I saw earlier. It could be as strong as a three when it hits the Big Bend, and then a one or a tropical storm over here. Okay. And, like, the east side of the storm could be coming through here, the, the wet side. Well, hopefully I, I hopefully it just disappears, which I – That would be nice. It's not likely and just – No, it looks, of, like it's, uh, it looks like it's going to get the, the upper – a little above Tampa really hard. Yeah, thoughts and prayers with everyone on the west coast of yes. Florida. Yeah. And uh, hopefully everyone stays safe and takes it serious and gets it, you know, gets everything taken care of. It's uh, – it's that time of year. We deal with it here in Florida every year. Every year. So, uh, cut day coming. What is the most difficult cut? What position group? Wide receivers. Let's go, let's go through the receivers, right? We've talked about this a lot this preseason. And, you know, the, there's five. And they, you know, if you're going to keep six, who would be that sixth? And whoever's not being kept is there's you know, some candidates that could Does be claimed Tim by Jones other teams. Make him make the sick, make himself the six now. Yeah, I think. I it's mean, t- well, Tim Jones just because he can play all three positions. Right, he can he, play special teams. He's a good special teams guy. I think he. I think I. I don't think there's. I I think if. Uh, Vontrell Miller didn't get hurt, I think there would have been a tough cut at linebacker. I think it would have come down to him or Shaq. I don't think it's a tough. And maybe I'm wrong, but I think the six receivers are set. I think it's Kirk, Joe, uh, Zay Jones, Ridley, Jamal Agnew. That's your four. Mm-hmm. I don't see them getting rid of Parker Washington because they drafted him. Yeah, he's here. I don't, Plus, I, he would be the he would probably be the backup return guy. Yeah, but I, I I don't think he's active on game day as long as Jamal's healthy. No, but if if something happened to your returner, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and I think Tim Jones is the 
six guy. I agree. I mean, can they sneak in any of those okay. tall guys through to the squad? Maybe or no? Or are they going to get claimed? No, I think you probably. I mean, which one are you talking about, Jay? Cooks or Harris? Harris Jacob Cooks. Harris. Jacob and Harris Cooks. And Cooks. Harris probably over Cooks. And so, and South Williams has had a nice camp. So yeah, I think. But I, I think it's. Uh, I mean, but I, I think you could get those guys onto the practice squad. Yeah, I think. You? Yeah, I think you're probably right. And then defensively, you know, we talked about linebacker um, Ventral Miller. I think had a chance to beat out Quarterman. Um, Into the microphone, please, Tony. Thank you. So he actually much. played. Ventral Miller played better the other day. Yeah, I thought he played well until he. Hurt his Achilles. Yeah. yeah, he's done for the year, yeah. Pete. They announced that yeah, today. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Uh, he would have. He probably would have taken that job because they weren't going to cut the draft pick. I think it'll be interesting. Is your your last corner? I mean, you know. Okay, let's. How many corners do you think they'll keep? At least five, maybe six. Okay, so let's go through them. Well, it's uh, Darius Williams, Tyson Campbell, Trey Herndon, and Gregory Jr. That's the four. I think they'll keep Braswell, too. I, I think it's probably Braswell and Hallett. Maybe Tavon, Tavon Campbell beats out Hallett. Maybe put Hallett on the practice squad. Hallett had some rough moments in a couple weeks ago, but. Yeah. Yeah, but Greg, he's got. He's, Greg, Gregory Jr. is on that list. I said Gregory Jr. Okay, is the fourth. Right. Yeah. Yep. I, I think Claybrooks is, is out, odd man out. So they, they like him as a gunner. They think he's fantastic as a gunner on special teams. They had uh, Mike Dur I saw Mike DiRocco cut the team, and he had Claybrook still on the team. Yeah, he might. I, I, mean, think, that, I think that carries a lot of weight. It does. With them. Maybe, I mean, so if you keep Claybrooks, then I think Braswell is ahead of uh, Tavon Campbell. Okay, but Claybrooks is a good gunner. Can't Hallett become a good gunner? I have no idea, Pete. I don't know. But, I, I mean, if you can run a little bit and you got a little bit – yeah, I, I mean, I, I always say that everybody goes, oh, we'll keep him for special teams. If you're – you can find a guy who can play special teams. Well, I mean, you have to have a mentality to be a gunner. You got to be fast. You got to be tough. You got to be physical. You got two guys covering you a lot yeah, of times. I mean, I, so, yeah, I, 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 mean, I, don't, I don't think it's just like – all the defensive backs you got, you could find a gunner. Well, you don't want your starters to be out there. So – You can have, have, have seven – what, five – Back, six backup defensive backs, counting two safeties. Well, the safeties, you're going to keep Cisco Jenkins, Daniel Thomas Wingard, and Antonio Johnson. I think the reason, they might, only, the, the reason they might only keep five corners, because I think they're going to keep five safeties. And Antonio Johnson can p play that nickel. Well, they're certainly keeping four safeties, and the question becomes, five. do you keep Thomas? They're keeping keep Tom Thomas. They're keeping Thomas. I think Thomas has played pretty well in the preseason, too, so I would keep him. So, where's the tough cut? Have we come with a tough cut yet? No. I, I mean, I think just down the, the wide receivers. I, thought, I, I don't yeah. think the wide receivers are tough. I think okay. the down the line. And then the interesting thing will be, because we don't know the situation with Devon Hamilton and that injury. Yeah, He was back in the building today, apparently. Right, he was way. back today. But what does that do to Ledbetter? What, is that, what does that mean, by the way? What? I'm back in the building. So why wasn't he in the building? Well, Doug Peterson said today that he was back in the building. His wife was with him. He had he a said. back issue, Pete. Non-football non injury. Back injury. There's a there's a lot of holes in that story. 
Actually, I don't think there are. I don't think there are a lot of stories. Uh, when you're a company guy, of course you're not going to say there are. No, I'm just not going to. I'm not going to say what I've heard. I think it's. I think. I, th- I think there's nothing nefarious. I think everyone's being above board, and I think he had a situation that was non-football, and I think it, hopefully it's going to be taken care of, and he'll be back ready to go. I, I actually, Pete, I know where you're coming from because not. It's not. It's don't put it past. I mean, I'm not putting it past an NFL team to kind of tell stories at this time of year what's really going on i don't think this that's the case in this situation i think the team's been up front um forthright and i think hopefully he'll be ready but that's a question mark and that could well, you know he's back in the building okay is he back in the building is he lifted weights is he back in the building is he running is he back in the building is he doing anything football related is he back in the building just saying hello to everybody and they wheeled him in i mean what, what do you mean back in the building what's it mean I, I well i'll say this anytime i hear back in the building with so-and-so's wife mm-hmm. i don't take that as he's back in the building working doing football stuff that's the way i took it also that's not good. I'm not saying that's that's Pete. Thank you for paying attention. <laughs> that's why that. I did say that. I think not you them. I said it's unknown his status opening day, and I think that changes what you do with this roster. If he's but, so, the rule is if he's still non football if he's on the NFI list at the start of the year, non football injury. Well, then list, he has to sit out four weeks. Four weeks, four right? Yeah, four. So if that let's just say he is on that list. Then all of a sudden, now you bring in, you know, Ledbretter's on the team for sure at that point. I think they keep Tyler Lacey. And then do you keep – Oh, by the way, Ledbetter started the game last week. Like I said three times last week on the show, and you ripped me. Yeah, but Tony Tony never let you finish that thought, though. Unreal. I didn't rip you for that. He played a lot. Yeah, he did. No, I didn't. You totally did. I never did, said he's going to – I thought – You I, said Lacey, I Lacey, thought, Lacey. Yeah, and I, I said, no, what about Ledbetter? Yeah. Anyway. Good call. I was wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mark that. Uh, let's cut that. First time all year. First time in two years I've been wrong. It's amazing. But Lacey, did, what, was, uh, what was Lacey? Did he play at all? Let's see the snaps for Lacey. <sighs> well, I think he did. Vohashik played quite a bit, too. Lacey didn't play, did he? He did not play. Is there a reason he didn't play? Well, Non-football injury, back injury, I'm sure. That's what he's oh, Okay, Pete. Here we go, Pete. <laughs> okay, Pete. It's great. Well, I mean, if you're going to say, everybody, if they don't tell you what it is, <laughs> what I mean. Yeah, Lacey didn't play. No, that's, I mean, was it listed any why, why he didn't play? I have not heard. Speaking of not There were a couple play- of those guys, like, you know, he talked about Muma didn't play. Today, you know, yeah, just but Mooma didn't co- play because the, I mean, there's a couple, you know, maybe there's something minor there, but why risk it in the last preseason game? Well, he's a rookie from North Carolina, didn't play and very that's what well. he talked about, Chazon, too. It's like, you know, who Pete, what Volshak, Vohasik, Vohasik, yeah, him Pete. Too. Um, well, I mean, speaking of guys not going to make the team, I don't spend the time on his name. Speaking of not playing, Pete, what did you think like about them? Chad Rick. Oh, didn't you get cut for somebody else the other day? Yeah, Tony tried to cut me. Here we go. Last week. Pete, question for you. What did you think about them canceling the game with a little over eight minutes left? I didn't care. <laughs> did you care? 
no, I, I mean, let me be honest. Did I care? No, I was like, okay, I got to go home earlier than I thought. But I don't understand it. The second time this preseason that they've canceled a game because of an injury. So this, you know what it is. It's Tony, football, isn't it? After what happened, after what happened with Demar Hamlin, so everybody's in. Are we going to cancel I, games in the regular season? Because can't do, can't do that in the regular season. That's my point. But why have like? Here's my only point. I I, I actually don't care. Who wants to play in these these games? Then That's why, why have them? Well, pretty soon you only have two of them, and you probably have eighteen games. I would vote to have zero with eighteen games and just do joint practices. Because here's the thing, and I get the business model. I'm fine with it. And I buy season tickets. I'm I'm all good with it. But people, sponsors, season ticket holders buy tickets to go watch a football game. Unless there's a dang good reason to cancel it. Why? Like, if you're just going to cancel it indiscriminately. Well, how many people were still left watching that at that moment? 20,000? How many were know. there to start the game? Over JP. 50. They, they had a good crowd. They had out 67 yeah, sold. Yeah, I think sixty-four the, I, sold. 64. I bet you in the stands, fifty-five. Yeah. So and and so twenty thousand were left. You're missing my point, Pete. If that ha- injury happens in the first half, are we canceling the game? Probably not. Okay. Then why are we canceling with eight minutes left? Because they want to get the hell out of there. Okay. That's then my that you and I are making the same point. Yeah, we, I agree. We saw that earlier in the game, and I'm all for player safety. I sometimes don't know what player safety means in the NFL because it's a physical game. If you're stepping on the field, you are by by the very definition putting yourself in an unsafe situation. <laughs> it's the game of football. Well, I mean, are you now has it got to the point where every time a guy gets strapped into the gurney, they're going to can't stop the game and postpone it, right? Yeah, that's my that that's my bigger point, Pete. Right. I, and and now we've gotten to the point where we're almost and got, thankfully, we are overly cautious in putting guys on that thing and getting them off of there. Well, he was – and uh, thank goodness, I'm happy. He was released from the hospital with yeah. zero issues, had full movement, everything. He's in the concussion protocol. It was a precautionary to make sure, and he was in concussion protocol. But he had full movement when he was taking him off the field, they said. And that's my point. When I played, they wouldn't even – they would just say, get up and they'd take you to the locker room. He got knocked out. I get it. It's scary. I don't, I'm, not say, I'm not diminishing the young man's injury. But this right. is the game of football. Right. It's physical. Yeah. It's dangerous. In the regular season, that game doesn't get canceled. Well, and I, and I guess, Pete, is it the, is this – because we've seen it twice now in the preseason. And I get why Doug and Mike McDaniel did it. I mean, it's like, okay, we've seen enough. Like, let's get out of here. But are we, we – Well, uh, here's the point, too. It only They can only do so much. And that, that's a commissioner decision, right? I don't think in the preseason it is. No. And, and the season. other thing is, regular season, I don't know only if you the guys saw, but on the TV, okay. on the TV, you could see Bulky came, Trent came down, and he looked a little disappointed <laughs> that the game was being canceled. You could, you know, because he probably wanted to see those back end guys a little more. Absolutely, and and I will just end with this because we got to go to break. I get, the, is this the beginning of the end, or maybe it's the middle part of the end, Pete, or maybe it's the end of the end of preseason football when you have two games canceled? With significant time left because of an injury. Yes, uh, and and it's moving in that direction. I agree. Let's come back. Plenty ahead. We'll keep it real when we return. I thought I just did. Kind of. I thought that was pretty real, JP. Well, it was a different topic we got coming up. I thought, I, my topic was A, like, spot on. A plus.
Is that a sentence? Probably not. No. PRI Productions, the official event production company of the Jags, has everything you need to bring your next idea to life. Visit PRIproductions.com. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Mr. Chubby's Wings. Ideally, you kind of spread the wealth. You get everybody involved. You use all the guys that we have because we have so many playmakers. Um, and it doesn't always go that way, as we know, in the, in the season. Things can turn out differently in games. You just do whatever you can to win. But today, it, it worked that way, and that's that's always good when it does. It's good to give, get everybody involved, and I think the guys played great. It's Trevor Lawrence after the game Saturday, preseason week three, a win over the Dolphins. And welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, the second hour of the show, presented by Mr. Chubby's Wings. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli, who I don't even know anymore. You have the wing. I don't know you anymore, Why is that? Why don't you know me? Because the old Tony, when I said there are wings outside, and lots of them would have just pulled a hammy getting out there. Well, J.P., I explained. I know. I mean, I know. It's the I, new Tony. I, I love Mr. Chubby's wings. They're outstanding and wings. I brought some in here. They're fantastic. And you did bring some in here. Yeah. If I was not eating dinner right after the show with my son, yeah, I, I would have explain that. I know. I know. It's just a You little, could have one wing. It's not going to kill it's you. It's an appetizer. Well, Pete, you got to know where your weakness is. I'm not, I can't oh, so remember. It I, wouldn't just be one wing. I can't remember the last time I had one Mr. Chubby wings. One turns into J- I saw. I could see one on JP's desk. Uh, the, the desk. Does he have one in there right yeah, now? Yeah, like they're right here. Yeah, I got, I got like up, four. Hold them up so they can see him. I don't want to spill the ranch. Sorry. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, wow. he has four of them. If I have one you, wing, I'll right. have ten wings. What kind do you have, JP? They are pl- they are plain. These that, are regular. It, and it, I got to be honest with you, Pete. It makes it easier for me not to have because they are plain. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a big. I like the hot ones. I like hot ones too. And so, if they were hot, I'd be more tempted. <laughs> This reminds me, Pete, on the old radio show that you had on a, another station in Jacksonville. I used to come on and do Jacksonville Suns updates with you. Yes, you did. And I ate a chicken leg on the air one time. I'm not doing that, that anymore. I'm not doing that I today. remember that. Those days are over that. from the old Beach Road chicken dinners, which is no longer. It's not there anymore, right? Oh, it's gone. 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 Those were the days, Pete. That was like, what, 2008? That was a long time ago. Before they ran me off the airwaves. What happened with that? Uh, don't know. <laughs> well, first off, it was killing me to do both jobs, by the way. So I bet, yeah. Was, yeah, it's a lot. But uh, I, I used to have fun on that show. You know what, dude, JP? Yeah. The one-man radio show is gone now. Absolutely. It's, it's very rare. It's hard. It's too hard to do. Very rare. It's, Only a yeah. few can pull it off. Yeah. Who's, had, the, who's the best at it? Jim Rome. Uh, you think he's better than uh, Colin Coward? Well, Coward has two now. Yeah, he's got sidekicks. Oh, but forever it was just Coward. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, and Jim R- is still by himself, I think. How about Feinbaum? But it's collar heavy. Yeah. Like he just leans so, into But so is Jim Rome. But not – well, yeah, I guess you're right. But now Rome goes kind of on his own – a little more than Feinbaum does. Feinbaum is just the one who used to college. always amaze me was uh, Coward because for the longest time he was by himself for three hours. I was like, "Holy cow!" It's a lot. I was by myself for three hours. Every yeah, day. but Pete, you were caller. I mean, and I'm not saying it was easy, but you were caller right. heavy too. You, you, yeah. you leaned on the callers to kind of help 
carry the show. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. But you forget, people forget that I started in the mornings with Frank, remember? I do. Wow. Yeah. What year was that? Yeah. God, 2005, four maybe? Somewhere along those lines. Yeah. I mean, I've been here for five years, going on, uh, yeah, over five years now. We've been doing this show for five years? We've been doing Longer this than show that, because for... I did it there for a year or two, right? I bet you it's, what, eight years? Yeah. We've had different variations of Tony Baselli too. The big guy, <laughs> the little skinny guy. <laughs> We've had different variations of me too, though. The yeah. big guy, same the here. Tr- the end of the season guy. We're all we're all guilty. Pete, when'd you move to Lauderdale? Two thousand and uh, what was it? It was five years ago. What is it? Two thousand eighteen. Really? It's been yeah. a while. So we did. So we actually did. I think we did a year or two up there where I'd come into the studio. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I had forgotten about that, but yes. Hey, by the way, it's uh, time to keep it real. Presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Open up a winner today. Real Ingredients award-winning wine by Robert Mondavi. I almost got sidetracked there. We were reminiscing about the old days. We got to get this in. Uh, can Trevor Lawrence get to 5,000 passing yards yes. this season? Yes. 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 And yes. Yeah, I said forty eight hundred in my prediction, but that's in the ballpark. I, it wouldn't surprise me to see him get five thousand or fifty one hundred, fifty two hundred. The record is fifty four seventy seven by Peyton Manning in twenty thirteen. That's unreal. That's sixteen games he did that in. Yeah, that's. <laughs> uh, I mean, that didn't I mean, happen in his sixteen games. Just think about that sixteen Drew, games. Drew Brees went over five thousand five times. And was just a few yards away from it another time or two. So that year, Peyton... It only, a- only happened 15 times in history, by the Peyton way. Peyton averaged 337 yards a game. It's a, it was amazing. That's unreal. And, and all he would do is come to the line of scrimmage, two over here, one over here, and just go. They didn't have any pre-snap motion or anything like that. They just He knew where they were, and he knew what to do, and he knew what you were going to do. That's basically what it was. God, he was special. I mean, just mentally, between the ears, what he could do. Yep. It's un- I mean, it's amazing. amazing. Yes, but he will throw for – push 5,000. I don't know if he'll get there, but he's going to push. But he can. It. The question was, he can he? Yes, absolutely. With this talent around him, um, with the way that the head coach wants to call the ball game and, and a great coordinator and press Taylor, um, and his – ultimately, it's Trevor's talent – all day long he can get there whether he does or not i have no idea but he can absolutely you know though you know i was just looking for something real quick you know we talk about peyton manning dan marino threw for almost 5100 yards in 1984 it's amazing right <laughs> Think about 1984 i mean my gosh and nobody else did it until 2000 and what eight yeah Probably Drew Brees was the next 84, one. Right? 84, he threw for over 5,000 yards. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I'd, forgotten okay. about, I'd forgotten about that. But here's the other. Okay, all the people who have ever thrown for 5,000 yards, there's one outlier. Who's that, Pete? Jameis Winston. Oh, that's right. That's right. Is that Every the year? Like is 30 that, something he, interceptions? He, he, 30 and 30, right? 30 and 30. He did 30. Uh, is that that year? Yeah, it was 30 30. Yeah. 30 interceptions, 30 touchdowns. 
Mahomes has done it twice. Breeze did it five times. Herbert did it two years ago. That's where I, I five. He just barely made it. I, Stafford did it. Well, seventeen games. I mean, it's. I mean, let's right. Let's, so let's see Brady, Brady did it with seventeen games. Herbert did it in seventeen games, and Mahomes did it in seventeen games. So Trevor would and have think, to, Trevor would have to average just over two hundred ninety-four yards a game to get to five thousand. Yeah, I think he gets there, or pushes it. I don't know if you know it's going to be forty-nine, forty-eight, forty-five thousand. That's a good point. The extra game changes a whole. Oh, it lot. changes everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's two ninety-four. <laughs> but I mean, if Marie, like one time somebody asked Marino, "What would you throw for it?" He goes sixty-five hundred. I, it's true. It's not crazy, yeah. It's not crazy. Uh, there you have it. Keeping it real, presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Open up a winner today. Real ingredients, award-winning wine by Robert Mondavi. We'll return with fanatics, fan questions. Outstanding. Can't and wait. Boy, do we have some doozies today. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Mister Chubby's Wings. I feel like one of my strengths is just the awareness, right? The the surroundings, what what's around me, and, and watching watching people, watching players, the interaction of things. Um, I think is is part of what a head coach goes through, you know. But I think that preparation of being a a backup quarterback, you know, I think about those days in Green Bay, and you're assisting the the starter, and yet you're you're also preparing as a starter, and. So you're having to know everything, and you're just you're just watching and observing. And I think that really has prepared, you know, me. I, I think as the years go on, I get I get better at it, um, obviously. And um, but yeah, those 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 years is uh, you know playing quarterback in this league have definitely prepared me for this for this uh, opportunity. Head coach Doug Peterson earlier today, the full press conference on Jaguars.com or Jaguars YouTube. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, the second hour of the program, presented by Mr. Chubby's Wings. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli, Pete Prisco. Cut day tomorrow, 4 o'clock, deadline Tuesday. Uh, there's an approaching hurricane. Uh, it's the bye weekend before the regular season coming up. Players have to have off Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So a lot going on as we uh, build up towards kickoff weekend in a couple weeks. Well, and with the hurricane... It'll all depend if it's a tropical depression, tropical storm, or a hurricane when it gets here, kind of what you can and cannot do. But if let's just say they get washed out Wednesday and Thursday, and then they got to take Friday, Saturday, Sunday off, that's five days. That's a lot. Five days. That's a disadvantage. Well, couldn't I mean, yeah, because if it's really a hurricane, they're not going to go into the bubble and practice. No, you, I mean, because you can't have guys driving down here or anything no. else. Now, it looks like it's going to be out sometime Thursday. So maybe if it's not too bad and there's not a lot of damage, then maybe you can have guys come in Thursday, Thursday afternoon right? Yeah, yeah. and get some work in. Adjust the schedule. What is, what is the, what's it look like? When's it look like it's going to hit? If it hits Jacksonville, when it's going to hit? Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon? Yeah, Wednesday's the, the long day, I think, Pete. So they'll get Tuesday in. Yep. And then maybe come back Thursday, like you said, Tony. If yeah. Nothing's... It just depends how bad the damage is. And you can't flip it where 
you'd practice on Friday and then because you got because you have you, they have to have those three days the off weekend. Yeah. What would you do on your if Tony during training camp if you had three days off? Would you do anything or just relax? Me? I mean, I yeah. had, I had kids. I just hang out the house and relax and get some rest. Okay. If you didn't have kids. Oh, there's no telling. I don't know what I'd do. Oh, I remember. No, would you uh, go? Would you go? So you wouldn't go anywhere. You know what? My rookie year, Pete, when I had no kids, I'm pretty sure on the bye week I went out to L.A. to went to an SC game. Ah, uh, yeah. There's that. It is week one. So there's a bunch of football games. I might have gone out to a game. You'll probably see a lot of that. I bet a, a lot of guys will do that. that you know what sense. I? You know what I? I uh, here's how stupid I was. One year during the bye week, I went to um, Vegas for a weekend. How dumb is that? <laughs> <laughs> how young? I was young and dumb. That's not getting you a lot of rest, Pete. <laughs> no, that was stupid. I mean, now, um, now knowing what I know, three days off, I'd been in the backyard, laying by the pool, getting a workout. Right. Like probably get like a good hour workout in the morning. Right. Move the body around and then do nothing. And just Tony, nothing. you know this: the older you get, the less no you want to do. Like no place like home. Well, it's time for the Fanatics fan questions. Jags fans, gear up at fanatics.com with all the latest Jags styles. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com officially licensed everything. We put out the cat signal on X. Here are the best posts we've come up with today. From at Duval Gator, so after the watching the first team offense, where do you think the Super Bowl parade will be? Downtown or the beaches? Well, I'll give it to Pete because Pete picked this team to be in the Super Bowl this year. He had but the, I didn't say they would win it. You have nope. to win it to have a parade. That's true, but it would be downtown if we're Definitely. answering that question seriously, which downtown. A little <laughs> right early. The, they go right by the jail. It's a little early, exactly. It's a little early to uh, start planning for the parade. Everybody be waiting right by the jail. Next question. At Kiso552. I'm going to stay away from that one. Me too. 88156. Throughout the preseason, who's been the best and most consistent rookie? I mean, I think Anton Harrison. Yeah. Or Bigsby. One of those two. Bigsby, right? I think, I mean, Bigsby's been great, but Harrison's playing a more, I mean, dare I say, more important position. They're all important. Big, Bigsby did less bouncing the other day, which was good. But I, it's down to either Harrison or Bigsby, and I'm going to go with the offensive lineman because I'm an offensive I'll lineman. With, I'll go with Harrison, too. Easy enough. At J McMahon underscore, letter grade for the Jags preseason. Pete, you love grading things. Um... B, B. The injuries are concerning. Yeah, I was going to say B plus, A minus, just because of the injuries. Without the injury, A plus. From a playing standpoint, it's a, it's an A. No question. Yeah, I'm with B. So probably B plus, I give it. Only because yeah. of the injuries. You don't like those. Yeah, it's a pretty good grade. Yeah. Not bad. Next question. We're flying through them tonight. At... Uh, Marcus Parsley, interior O-line too often didn't provide adequate time for Trevor last year. Lawrence's ability to evade and Peterson's play design and calls effectively mitigated the issue. Will it be better, and how much will it be better on the interior O-line? I don't remember the interior being any I, – I, like, I, I don't remember, and I could be wrong, like whether it was the tackles or guards, one being worse than the other. Um, but I do think they'll be better. Um, I think because Trevor will be better. Trevor will be quicker with the ball because he's more comfortable. We saw that late in the year. 
Um, yeah, so I think, and I think that, you know, second year Fortner, Ben Barch. And, and Sheriff's healthy. Sheriff's healthy and Ben Barch, if he's healthy, you know, going into his third year, I think they're better. They will be better. But Pete, I don't remember like saying, "Oh, it's I don't remember a, a, a jailbreak on every play." I don't either. either. That's the way he portrays that. I don't either. Let's go to our next question on uh, social media today. At Nepo Bell, can Pete get a room in the MEC named after him? Well, this is in reference, by the way, I think at least to uh, I was walking around the stadium the other day pregame. I'm walking through the hallway. Yeah, I've never seen that before. And it was the Baselli meeting room. And if you're watching on Jaguars.com, there's the tweet there. Uh, it's like the old defensive meeting room, which they don't meet over there anymore. They're all in the Miller right. Electric Center. I mean, Why'd they put yes, that up? That's the other part of it. The Baselli? Did they name that after they left? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, why'd they do it after? I don't know. Or, I've never or, seen it. Or was it there all offseason? I don't. It's probably there all offseason. I just haven't walked around. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. But but they don't even meet in there anymore. Yeah, but... Uh, what, but what are you naming something? That's like... <laughs> come on, don't either... That's like naming a boat that sunk after it. The Baselli boat. It's <laughs> 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 pretty good, Pete. That was actually funny. Um, that's really funny. Um... They're, all the signs are still up naming the meeting rooms. I, I'd never seen the Baselli. Maybe it was something I, they did this offseason. Well, and- maybe it's a game day thing because I think they can take those signs off and change them. So for some reason, they have that's names the, the other meeting rooms too. Yeah, I didn't see. Well, there was plaques. I didn't. I can't remember yeah. what they were called. I don't think they were named after people. No. I think you're the only one. Yeah, so you're the only one. What happens in that room? I wonder, Pete. He's also the only the only Hall of Famer, so of course they're going to do something like that. What happens in that meeting room, though? I wonder, Pete. That's a good question. Well, I mean, he should go in that meeting room and learn names for for an entire. Whoa! Hour. Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> the only messed up name today was done by Mister Prisco. You well, had I, one too, but I didn't no, I did not. I have not. Remember. I have not had one. You have. You said Vontrell. Yeah, it's I did. Ventrell. Same thing. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> not <even> close. <laughs> he put an O. <laughs> oh, either both kind of circular letters. That, that's how he pronounces it. You didn't know that? I talked to him. Did you? No. So Tony Ventrell, who, who is the kid from uh, North Carolina? What's his last name? Vohashik. Uh, because <laughs> JP just told you. No, he didn't. That's how you say it, right? I think it's Vohasik. Vohasik. Is that what you said? <laughs> Dominic Hasnick, the goalie. (laughs) It's not in the pronunciation. It's not. I'll tell you what, because the other night we were doing the the Detroit game. He made a play, and I went to look for the name of the pronunciation guy. It's not there. Not on there. Vohasic. 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 Your name's on the pronunciation. That's what I said. Vohasic. You said shick. No. Vohasic. You didn't get it right, Denver. You didn't get it right. God. Yeah, I did. Vohasic. Go ahead, JP. You say it. Vohasic. 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 You, Vohasic. You, said, you said it four different ways. No, I've not. I said it one way, Pete. <laughs> something wrong with the both of y'all. Uh, let's finish with this one at Pete Fresca. Who would win in a fight? Three Pete Friscos or one Tony Baselli? Three? Well, this Baselli, you can blow on him. He's going to fall over. <laughs> I mean, I'll say he, this. I mean, one on one is no question. Two on no. one, I'd wear out two Priscos. Three on one? Because, you know, one could be biting at my ankles. And I can't do anything about it. Yeah, but you got to also remember this. All three Priscos will all have a baseball bat, too. <laughs> well, then I'm out. I'm out. I lose. <laughs> he fights dirty. 
Oh yeah, I can handle. I'm not coming there. I can handle two, but not three. Two with the baseball bats, you wouldn't handle. No, I'm not sure. Right for the bad knee, and then the hip next, then the shoulder. Baseball bats, brass knuckles. By the way, Pete, one Prisco with a baseball bat. I'm not sure. I'm messing around because one shot. If I, if you connect once. It's like that's that, that, that's got to be a bad feeling to get hit in the skull with a oh, baseball bat. I never want to the that. skull, the knee. How you about just not, getting a knee shot? You with might the not even bat? feel it. That's the thing, Pete. So well, he wouldn't feel it, that melon. I would. Okay. I go down. Yeah. I'm, I, listen. Never mind. What room in the in the building would be the Pete Prisco meeting room? Like, what, where could we do that? Bathroom. That's what I was thinking. That bathroom on the end. It's my bathroom. The honorary Pete Prisco bathroom. It already it should have my name on it. Yeah, that's the story. Name the you could name the put in. You could name the media room after the. It's the Prisco media room. You know that Tony? That bathroom when you walk in first walk into the stadium on the left hand side. You yeah. know that one right when you when you're entering to go to the elevator on the left hand yes. side. There's a bathroom there. Yes. That bathroom was put there. The mirror and everything else was put there because. One year, I had a crown pop out on me, and they had no mirror in there, so I went racing across the hallway, and the guard goes, you know you can't go through here, Pete. I go, I'm going into that bathroom to look in the mirror because I think I just popped off one of my crowns. The next day, Coughlin had a mirror put in that bathroom when we were out on the practice field. It's the Prisco mirror. You're talking about yep. the media lobby, like in the stadium? Yes. Oh, yes. there's the that one elevator. That was the media room at yeah. one point. That's right. There. That was. That's right. And they've closed it off now. It's yep. different. I know what we're talking about. Yeah, but the Prisco bathroom remains. Oh, yeah, put me in the toilet. Uh, that's about where I belong. <laughs> Thanks for the questions today on X, the posts on X. We appreciate the contributions each and every week. And if you're a Jags fan who's always on the move, we've got the perfect plan for you. With the bundle at the bank, you can purchase tickets to three or more games starting at just 58 bucks per game. Get the flexibility you want for your time this fall. Visit jaguars.com slash tickets or call 904-633-2000. The second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by Mr. Chubby's Wings. Welcome back. Final moments. Well, he's another one. You know, I, I liked where he was at at the end of last year, uh, how he came into training camp. He's another one that's going to get a lot of snaps. You know, this year he's going to be in a, you know, as a number three, you know, outside rusher. Um He's going to play, and he's going to have to play, and he's going to have to play at a high level. He understands that, so um, been pleased where he's, you know, where he's at. Sorry about that, Doug. Uh, Doug Peterson discussing Caleb on Chazon. Oh, the mic is off for the Hall of Famer. That's Come probably on. the, how the about, best segment of the night. How about that, Pete? False start by JP. Yeah, he jumped, jumped the gun. The gun. Yep. Five yard penalty. Let's do some. Uh, Gassers and up downs is penalty. Yeah, he jumped the gun in the last segment too. I thought he's not. He's Sorry. not. He's not at the top of his game today. I think he's rattled by the uh, Xers coming after him. By the by the one tweet. Yeah. The mean man came after him, and you don't like. He couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle you, it. You wilted. You melted. Pete, he could never. He, Pete, he could never handle all the criticism you and I got. No. When did y'all get criticism? I got life. criticized my whole life. I mean, look at Pete. He's been criticized since he came no, out of the womb. We still are criticizing Pete. That's why I, I got the tough, tough exterior. Nobody gives me crap. I give it right back to him tenfold. That's how I learned that, that early on in life. That is the truth. It is tenfold. Yeah. Hmm. 
It's what it Sully, is. Sully, when did you get picked on? You walked into the whole building and you were a Hall of Famer. When, when you picked on you? Yeah, what are you talking about? Uh, no he, fans ever. You were like the golden child the minute you walked in the building. Nobody picked on you. Pete, there were mo- well, I, I was talking more about growing up in a big family. I got picked on oh, all the time. To, oh, well, yeah, that goes without saying um, with all brothers and stuff. The uh, the only time, I mean, Pete, I don't know if you remember this. My rookie year, it was at the end of the season, and I made some comments about the Gators and how they were overrated, and, yeah, and I was yeah. talking about SC, and I didn't really appreciate what that meant in this community at the uh, time. Yeah, I mean, uh, I went after him on the radio because I was so tired. Because what P- JP, you don't appreciate. What year this. was this? This was '95. Okay. Um, oh, that's when the Gators were really good. They were too. really good, <laughs> right. and and for a lot of the fan base here, they were more popular than the Jags. Sure. Until the next year. Until the next year, but yeah. that first year, I mean, everyone loved us. It was packed. But we were kind of the novelty. It was like, a new thing in town. New was, thing oh, in town. It was cool. a shiny object. But yeah. the Gators were what everyone talked about. And I got tired of it. And uh, Yeah, you did. And I, I th- remember that. I got tired of it. And I think someone said something stupid on the radio. They could beat us or some dumb. like. And I just ripped them. Ripped the Gators. And What did you say? I can't remember exactly, but I went after them. And, uh, and we came out for warm-ups. And there were banners like two or three banners in the stands saying, go back to LA, you know, <laughs> like, and now they, the security made them take them down by the time the game had started, but I'll never forget walking out and there were banners going after me because I went after the beloved Gators. <laughs> well, they used to call me, remember they used to call me Darth Gator when I was doing my show. Cause I, yeah. I used to get on them bad too. They, they hate it. Remember the riggers of the SEC? Yeah. Remember that? JP? Yeah, I do. Yeah, and then another time I got after the fans because there was a – on the back end of, like, a hurricane or a tropical storm, we played the we played the game, and it was pouring rain the whole second half. Yep. Yep. And nobody the, – all the club section seats were empty. Everyone was in yep. the clubs. <laughs> right. Like, the rest of the fan stands were pretty full, and I just went after the fans. Yep. And I <laughs> got – You never go after fans. No, it was or... bad. It was a bad move by me. Bad move by me. And I probably took that as gold. Oh, you were you wrote, you you just ran with it. Um, so <laughs> that was another time. Bands. And then the other other time, I can't remember who. I, I don't think it was. It might have been you, Pete, who wrote it. I'll never forget. And this is when I knew I was like, golly, um, it was actually a compliment in one sense. Um, we're playing in '97. Mark had got hurt the week before, and it was Rob's first start up in San Francisco, in the preseason. And uh, we're playing, and Chris Dolman, the late Chris Dolman, Hall of Famer, who's the defensive end, and he beat me for a, a sack in the preseason game. He had a good hump move, sack Mark. I mean, not Mark, uh, Rob. Um, by the way, I think it was the only play he made the whole – I mean, but neither – he beat me for a sack. It's, I mean, he's a yeah. Hall of Famer, good player. Right. It was preseason. And I'll never forget, we had to take the – we flew back, and so we landed back in Jacksonville like at 6 a.m., and I went right from the – because this is back when we used to park at the airport. Yeah. Like, we'd walk through the terminal and everything. So I went and got my car. And I, uh, me and Brunel and a couple guys went to Waffle House right there. Oh, the airport. At the airport. Okay. To, get, the bre- airport. to yeah. get breakfast before we went home. I've been there a time or two. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I grabbed the paper, the Times Union, on the front page of the sports section. Not the headline, but like one of the – whatever, the calm headlines – it says, Baselli gives up sack. And I'm never like, we won the game. We threw, we, like, offense was prolific. I mean, Rob played great. 
And that was the dang headline in one of the articles. And I'm like, see, I wouldn't, that wouldn't I, have been me. It wasn't I you. Not. I think it was, I can't remember who it was. It wasn't you, Pete, because you wouldn't, you were, I mean, you're a smart. I, no, I would have wrote, I would have done the story on Rob playing well. That's right. That's what I'm saying. I think, I mean, Rob's was the top of the. Might have been Frank. Yeah. Was it Frank? I don't know. I don't know who no, it, was. it was. Probably it was probably Osher. Blame him again. It was Johnny O. It was probably yeah. Osher. But I'll never forget. I'm like, wait a second. That's what I realized. It was actually it was an interesting moment in my career. I remember I'm like, I like every play like because I never remembered in my life, Pete, that an offensive lineman giving him a sack, one sack. <laughs> in a preseason game. In the preseason and game. To a Hall of Famer. Was, yeah. yeah, against the future Hall of Famer was the on the front page of the sports section. See, I, if I was going to be cruel, I would have wrote, ripped you for your performance against John Randall. That was bad. <laughs> bad performance. I would have deserved it. And the funny thing, I'll never forget after that John Randall game, which was my worst game of my career, um, I remember I was so mad. And there's a longer story we don't have time right now. But I remember calling my wife after the game because I'm like, I'm sure I just got tore up on TV. And I go, how bad was it? She goes, no, they said you played great. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, they weren't watching very well. And nobody in the paper, no one said anything. I'm like, okay. It's oh, it. I probably gave you guys a bad grade. You oh, guys' team was terrible that day. Well, Pete, we had our third-string quarterback. Our third uh, – uh, no, Fred played. Leon didn't play. We had like two or three offensive linemen out. Um, I mean, there was it was a shell. I remember going in. It was in. an ambush. It was an ambush, and they were very good. And yep. I remember getting ready for that game, and I'm like, Jonathan uh, uh, Quinn. Quinn was the quarterback. And one of the sacks I gave up, I gave up two ridiculous. Three. No, two. Thank you. It was two, Pete. <laughs> um, I remember. Was He was at 11 yards. I ran, yeah. I, I ran John Randall around at 12 yards, and he tipped the ball out of his hand, so it's a fumble. I picked it yep. up, ran 15 yards, got hammered out of bounds. Yep. Pete, we'll talk to you next week. See you guys. Pete Prisco, you, Pete. CBS Sports, Tony Baselli, Hall of Famer. I'm J.P. Shadrick. Thanks to our entire crew. Thanks to you for listening and watching. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Mr. Chubby's Wings.